Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Angley Floris, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 317, and we'd like to take this opportunity to wish you all a very happy Easter, a happy Passover, and a Ramadan Mubarak to all those who are celebrating. And if you have a, another festival that we haven't, uh, that we're not aware of, then we hope you are enjoying your festivities. Thanks to everyone, as always, who tuned into last week's show. This week, we've got two matches to review. Uh, obviously, as we record this post. Uh, Harrogate uh, on the bank holiday Monday, uh, so we've got those uh, that that game and the Salford game, as well as all the news from the last two weeks. And as always, obviously, we've got loads and loads of views. So I think without further ado, let's just crack on. As always, we start with a word from our sponsor. Yeah, we certainly do that. Carol Langley Florist, an established flowering business based in Chingford, specialising in bespoke flowers from the finest growers in the world, and they can do anything from a simple thank you to tailored wedding events. Uh, funerals, anything you need them for, they can do. And the best bit is they're for all those fans and staff a 15% off discount, which could give you a huge saving of any cost you have. So to get in touch with John and their team, you can give them a call on 0208 529 or if you're on social media, so are the guys at Carol Langley. You can find them on Twitter at Carol Langley E4 or you can find John at Essex Biz. You can find them on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist. And you can find them on Facebook as well at Carol Langley Florist. We certainly do. So let's move on. We've got quite a big supporters club update for you as we head towards the end of this season. On Saturday the 15th of April we go to Sutton. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Coach is going to be leaving at midday because that's only a short journey across town. The adult fare for that is 25 quid. Concessions are 22. Children travelling are £13. Tuesday the 18th of April we go to Gillingham, that's a 7.45 kickoff. Coaches will be leaving at 4pm, that's £25 for adults as well. Concessions are £22 and children are £13. Yeah, next up is Mansfield on Tuesday the 25th of April. This one kicks off at 7.45 so coaches depart half past one in the afternoon. 40 quid for this for adults, £37 for concessions and kids for £20. And for the final game of the season which is on a Monday the 8th of May we're all off to Bradford City. This one kicks off at 12.30pm and you have to be up early for this one. It's coaches <laughs> depart at half past six in the morning. Adult fares, very reasonably priced for this one. 42 quid, £39 for concessions. Children for this one, £21. And we looked up train fares just before <laughs> we started recording. It's well over 100 and something pounds now for a tra- return train fare to Bradford on that bank holiday Monday. So £42 is a steal. It is an it's just an early start. What is it? It's a steal. It's, it's, it's the, a deal. It's, it's a steal. It's a sale of the century. <laughs> fact, Nick. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, just a reminder those prices are just the travel prices. It doesn't include your match day ticket. You need to get those ahead of the game. To book for any of those trips, you can go either go into the supporters club on a match day, of which there are only two left now, or you can call the travel line. That's 07507 539. Five seven nine, but you probably already know that by now, as we are now at game week forty one, and we've been selling it all season. <laughs> Absolutely, one piece of AOB this week. Shout out to Michelle Church, who sent us a few messages on Facebook about her love for the O's and their current form. We hope you enjoy the podcast uh, whilst listening, Michelle, who likes to listen 
to us whilst doing the ironing normally on a Monday morning. So we hope you're enjoying our time. Also, I guess last week we mentioned sponsorship. So if anyone is still thinking about getting in contact with us regarding that, please do. We still have a few opportunities available for you and your wonderful brands. I'd love to get the message out to fellow O's supporters for that one. So yeah, thanks Michelle. Appreciate sponsorship still available. It absolutely is. So the week that was, and let's move on to the past seven days. Monday, happy Monday, the third of April. Very happy birthday to Orient Assistant Manager Paul Terry. Absolutely, his brother's about to become one of the Leicester City management staff, by all accounts. Is Dean Dean Smith taking him with? Apparently, he's taking him with. So, oh wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. So he's yeah. going to be on this coaching staff. He is absolutely. So, Fair enough. Yeah, another link there with a the Premier League club. Hopefully, with, yeah. Uh, with Paul. Good luck to Dean Smith. John. I think it's a bit of a poison chalice, Leicester, at the moment. But yeah. good luck if he can do something. Good manager. Also on Monday, the club announced that the ladies' team will play their rearranged Greater London Women's Football League fixture versus Actonian Spurs at Brisbane Road this coming Sunday, the sixteenth of April. Obviously, that was cancelled, postponed due to weather. Now back in the diaries for next Sunday. Yeah, well done to Omar Beckles, who wasn't just our hero of the week last week. He was also named in the Sky Bet League 2 Team of the Week as well. He's loving life, any Omar yeah. Beckles? To cap off a very busy day on the Monday, the club announced that the home fixture with Harrogate on Easter Monday, which was played today, would see the return of Retro Day, as I sit here in my independent transport top, still on from this afternoon, and the introduction of the Retro Onut. Crazy. Absolutely. Got more on that a little bit later, <laughs> haven't you? Uh, to Hue Tuesday, the 4th of April. Quiet day at the club, thankfully. Nothing to report, so let's move on to Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, the 5th of April. Happy Passover to all of our listeners who are celebrating. Last week, you might have heard our outro, why is the season different from all seasons? Uh, a select percentage would have, would have got that and smiled at that in the reference to our Passover celebrations and shenanigans. Absolutely. <laughs> the youth team were in action on Wednesday. They were against the Reading under-17 side in the London Cup and the O's took the lead in the eighth minute as Avgustidis did well to cross the ball in. Chinedu kept it alive with a header across the goal and Divine Samuel was there to head home to make it 1-0. And in the 33rd minute, the O's doubled their lead with a great takedown again from Avgustidis as the ball was played over the top to him he drove into the box squared it to Divine Samuel who couldn't miss to put the O's 2-0 up and although Reading did pull a goal back before half time that was the way the match ended 2-1 to the young O's who progressed into the next round of the London Cup love to see it Divine Samuel not a name I'm that familiar with but heard that one double from him so great to see be interesting yeah. to see who the O's get in the next round of that cup and obviously we'll keep you posted as and when that game is played so Thursday the 6th of April then moving on Another quiet day at the club, no news to report. Yeah, just one piece of news on Friday the 7th of April. Good piece of news, it was happy birthday to Orient Scout Steve Foster. Yeah, and that was followed in the day by the big trip to Greater Manchester as the O's faced Salford City away. Team was announced at 2 o'clock with Vigor and goal at the back. Hunt, Beckles, Turns and Sweeney. Midfield of El Mazzuni, Prattley and Moncur with Smith, Salia and Rail Satouille making up the 11. And on the bench, Sergeant James Thompson, McCart, Clay Brown and Duke McKenna. Yeah, that meant there was one change to the O starting lineup to the team that started the previous week against Carlisle as in came Ruel Sotiriu in place of the suspended Charlie Kelman. As you know, he got two yellows last week. And Loney Stephen Duke McKenna was back in the squad after his long absence through injury. Your yeah. views on that? Uh, exactly the lineup I thought might start, and that's the one I actually wanted to see. So Sotiriu playing as the nine in the middle with Sadlier and Sotiriu either side of him made perfect sense to me. That midfield of Almazuni. Prattley and Moncur is strong and that defence you couldn't really take anyone out of there as it stands. Solid 
for me, good to see Duke McKenna back. Yeah, obviously, for yeah. you know, picked up a really nasty injury, so good to see him back in the squad after uh, his long absence. I guess the only thing you look at that, you go, there's not really much attacking from yeah, the bench. Theo Archibald one. still out injured. Obviously, we've got an update yeah. on Theo uh, a bit later on. But you look at it, you go, apart from Duke McKenna, they're all defensive players. Six out of seven are defensively minded. Yeah. So it, should any of the front three get injured, it really doesn't give you much apart from Duke McKenna to bring on. That's Your views right. on that? Yeah, uh, agree. It's the lineup I was expecting too, but and I also agree that, you know, with the lack of attacking options on the bench, there's not many what I'd call game changers out there. You know, Jordan Brown maybe changes the dynamic yeah. of what you can do out there. That would be my only other sort of comment on that. But James Thompson and McCart are obviously defensive players. Clay and Brown, midfielders, Duke McKenna, yeah, is arguably the only real attacking player out there. Um, we had a lot of feedback on this that came into our Twitter account. Uh, LOFC Teresa kicked off and said, happy to see Duke McKenna on the bench. Yeah, good to see you uh, briefly today, Teresa, as well in the stadium. Better late than never. So definitely a bit like on the forward front, on the bench. Let's hope the starting eleven score a couple. Chris Coe, 55680799, said, probably a stronger team and bench as available at the moment. Good to see Duke McKenna back on the bench. Hopefully Jordan Brown will be having as big an influence off the bench as he had last week. Good point there from Chris. JB Foreman, 002, said, this is potentially a very creative forward lineup. I would tend to agree with that. Like I said, that was the one I wanted to see. I think the mm. week before, we'd had Sadlia, Smith and Kelman and Satoyu was on the bench and I think there's been a bit of a last couple of weeks so tell you from being a bit meh I think from amongst a certain part of the fan base has been like the one everyone's wanted to see take that number nine role he's obviously done well in the ten when he's played there he's had a few assists got a few decent goals but this number nine has not really worked out for Kelman and obviously he's suspended for this one Drynan's not really had the greatest season and obviously looks desperate for a goal so yeah. in fact Satoru's got this opportunity I was hoping he would take it obviously we'll come on to what he does during yeah. the game so yeah good tweet there yeah, absolutely. And a new uh, Twitter handle, I think, uh, for me. Uh, Dan William H, uh, also fairly new, I think. Welcome to the podcast, guys. The front three I've wanted to see. So people keeping their views very short and to the point. Yeah, and rhyming uh, there, Dan. Nicely done. Must be a poet. So the match kicked off. Beautiful day in Manchester. What a lovely same day it was on Friday. Yep. With the travelling O's fans and great voice in a vital match for both teams. Looking for points to cement our promotion, Persian Salford, up there, to be fair to him. Still around the playoff area, so big game for both teams in this one. Decent start for the O's, and the first shot and goal came in the tenth minute as Rob Hunt played in Portsmouth down the right hand side, but our new mate, our new best mate, might add, fired straight at Salford keeper Ken's from a tight angle. Yeah, we had another chance <laughs> on goal four minutes later through Ruel Sotiriu, but his shot was deflected into the arms of Cairns. Yeah, decent start for the O's. Seventeenth minute, and George Moncur looked to have been brought down in the box after being set up for a shot by Ruel Sotiriu. Referee said no, wasn't interested. For me, nailed on penalty. Right. Completely lovely weighted ball from Morel. Yeah. Everyone thinks Moncur is going to shoot, takes it on, takes it past his man, gets brought down. It's not even a debate for me, that one. Okay. I'd like to be quite fair in my assessment of penalties, and I think I am generally. For me, that's a 100% penalty. I don't know how Lewis hasn't given it. Right. See, I, I watched it. I watched it back. I watched it in full speed, and I'm like, yeah, bang on penalty. Yeah. I watched it back and I paused it in slow motion <laughs> and I'm not sure that it was. But look, 
I'm <laughs> he plays for my team, so yeah, for me that's penalty. a penalty yeah. as well, <laughs> arguably. Um, but I've seen him go down a bit easy at times as well. So I don't know if players, certain players, well, get onto like a red list for referees. <laughs> say, watch this one; he goes down a bit too easy. Um, but not to be deterred, Paul Smith stung Cairns' gloves in the 18th minute with a fierce shot after Darren Prattley played a lot, of, played a great long ball to him. He done well there, Smith. Good save there from the keeper as yeah. well. Right hand stinger. So moving on to the 22nd minute and an O's attack on the right. So a deflected cross from Idris Mazzuni met at the back sticks by Kieran Sadlier who fired the ball back across goal and there was poacher Royal Satoru who made no mistake from close range as the ball came to him and he smacked it into the to make it 1-0 to get his sixth goal of the season. Poacher's instinct, that. Well, great goal. Well done to Sadlier for keeping it alive. Deflected header. Wasn't easy um, to anticipate the flight of that, so he's done well to get that back across goal. And, you know, Ruel was just in the right place at the right time. Brilliant. He's got so much ability. I think his attitude in the past has been letting him down. But I think with Richie, I think with the right kind of management of him, man management of him, I think you're now starting to see the best of Ruel. He's... Because once upon a time, I was like, this kid's not League Two. Yeah. Right? But now it's like... But I've always had a soft spot for him for some reason. I knew that there was a player in there. And coupled with today's two goals that he scored today, um, yeah, like, he's a poacher. He, he knows, really is. He, he knows, knows where the... Yeah, he knows where the net is. Yeah, he's doing that really well. Again, not much time to think about it. Correct. Just putting his bases through it and getting it into the back of the net. But... Yeah, takes it really well. Yeah, good point about Sadly, plays it well. And yeah. I think at that point it was a deserved lead. It wasn't like we'd been under the clock. That was a deserved one 0 lead following a really bright start to the game, which is yeah. what we wanted to see. Big clearance yeah. in the twenty seventh minute from Rob Hunt to get rid of the ball at the back post after a dangerous cross. Yeah, they'd obviously targeted Sweeney a bit because the amount of crosses they were putting in from their right, our left, mm. that Hunt was having to clear shows you I think they had gone Sweeney's the, the weak link here to yeah. a certain extent but Hunt done very well there it had been all orient so far in the first half the two tried to get his second of the game just after the half hour mark but Cairns was able to make a good save with his body again on the back of that on extended highlights so you, you might not have caught this on the normal highlights <coughs> build up play we were playing some lovely build up passing stuff. passing mm. running movement of the ball first every ball winning all the 50-50s as well mm. there's about two 50-50s in that build up where they're 50-50s. We win both of them. The movement's good. Yeah, you can tell they were right up for this for some reason. 100%. And I think Richie says it in his post-match is the fact that they do better against teams that sit off of them naturally. It's an obvious thing. We're not sitting off of them, so we're putting them under pressure that, yeah, they don't, that yeah. they're, they're not used to, which is a really interesting observation. Two minutes later, though, a superb defensive tackle from Ed Turns in our own half saw us win the ball back. Uh, yeah, not in our own half, in our own penalty area. El Mizuni then picked up the ball. He sprayed a superb cross-field pass to Rob Hunt, who found Darren Prattley. He then fed to Turiu, who in turn fed George Monker, who was rushing into the box, and he buried his shot past Cairns, making no mistake, from about 18, 20 yards out to make it 2-0 to the mighty O's. There's no way we can do that goal justice on a podcast uh, Correct. within the hour uh, remit, really, what we're aiming for. I think if no one's seen that, I mean, that's a FIFA goal. So if anyone who's played FIFA knows about FIFA goals, which is one touch, move, 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 move. Amazing goal. Yeah. A thing of absolute beauty. We've done like, um, the passing was such a good move that had Moncur decided to pass to Sadlier, Sadlier on his left is just like completely unmarked because Salford had been dragged the whole way across the pitch and lost their shape entirely. But, you know, Moncur takes it really nicely. Nice celebration as well from Moncur. What's that about? I think the crowd must have been on his back about being being a fat. Because he did it when he came in. Yeah, he did. I I, I imagine he was getting 
during the warm up he might have had some fans shouting at him you fat whatever just because of the fact that he celebrates by getting his belly out yeah. uh, on the extended highlights the commentator said that was his 8th goal of the season and twice as many as he's notched over the last 3 seasons combined which shows you that Monks hasn't had the most regular football in the last 3 years yeah, so I think we're seeing the best of him now yeah. Or from that game, you felt right. This is the coming now. <laughs> uh, this is the real <laughs> divine. This is the divine intervention of George Monker. But you felt that was like his one of his best games yeah. in an OSHA. And I think we've seen that coming over the last four or five weeks. More assists, more attacking runs, more That's feeding right. Smith on the right hand side quicker. So I think we're starting yeah. to see the best now of a fully fit Monker. I think around November, December, Jan, we were a bit. He's put on a bit of weight. He's a bit slow. He's not the player we expected to see. Holds up play. It's kind of been a much, much better and quicker. Maybe he needed six months under his belt to f- see fully the Royal George Moncur, which is what we saw. But, mate, a great goal. Fast football, flowing football. Great movement. Every pass nailed on. Beautiful goal. Right decisions at the right time. Yeah, wonderful goal. Not really seen one like that since Blair Turgut's goal against Stevenage in 2015. If you remember, Ollie Palmer wins the ball back literally yeah, around our been, box. We've been through that going enough times on this Gives podcast. it to Sammy Moore, <laughs> over to Sam Hesse, straight into yeah. Blair Turgut and goal. So it's reminiscent of that. Yeah, superb goal. Golden season competition this year. It's going to be I don't so know fierce. They're going to manage it. You can't do it on a Twitter poll because it's, no, it's going to be one top of four 10. goals. It's going to have to do it. You have to do a massive Google form to get that one right because Paul Smith's over so a bicycle kick wins it. So Tom Tom James Tom James is going to have a few uh, yeah, nominees. Smith's months. got about four nominees of his own. Yeah. Monker's goal from Salford's going to be up there. We've still got another six games to play. Who knows what's going on at Mister? Well, yeah, we've scored fifty-four goals this season. They're not all worldies, <laughs> admittedly, but there's a, there's going to be a tough competition. We're going to fast forward now to the forty-fourth minute. Rob Hunt again needed to be sharp at the back post as he denied Henry a goal-scoring opportunity. And for me, like we mentioned, Rob Hunt doing defensive work absolutely on point. That's a great clearance. He's having his best game for us that we have ever probably seen him in, and it couldn't happen at a much more pivotal time of the season. Absolutely, and like I said, Rob Hunt only been back in the team for what two or three weeks following a long injury, yeah. so you know, really under the cosh. And again, against one of his former teams as well, yeah, obviously Good wants point. to go and prove a point. Rob Hunt having an amazing game. So, two minutes of time were played on uh, as he owes winning at half time with a fairly comfortable, I think it's fair to say, 2 0 lead. Absolutely, yeah. IS Perso said, is, uh, sadly, it has caught the eye, but a really good team effort. Hunt has been very solid at right back in a couple of key blocks. Keep those concentration levels higher in the second half. Orient Matis, a fantastic half. Clinical finishing, complete performance. More of that in the second half, please. Bogs Dollocks 1 said, We have really looked like a team top of the league in the first half. Great game so far. Salford commentary is so biased and funny. Bootsy said, As first half's go, that is the most complete performance. Second half, they will throw everything at us. So must be alert to the threat. The next goal is crucial. Molly Folly 2019 said, Quite simply, the best half of football of the season. Fantastic passing, controlled possession and an end product. Superb to a man. It's twice in a week now, Molly Folly's been happy. Lovely to see to have a lie down. the untold game. Said, I increasingly don't know how to tell you, isn't our first choice centre forward easily the most clinical player at this club and now seems to be adding work rate to his talent. Now, the attendance for this, we can't find anyway. It doesn't seem to have been announced, but apparently there was well over 700 fans. We'd sold some 600 and something odd tickets before. Um, and anyway, so there's well over 700 yeah, fans there. Vic mentioned his post-match, over 700 away fans. Yeah. And then when he asked Richard to speak about them. But yeah, couldn't find an official attendance. Yeah, I had a look. Anywhere, yeah, not in the records. There were no changes for the O's at half-time. But just two minutes into the second half, some lovely build-up play from the O's. So George Moncur, take a turn 
and then a shot at goal but Cairns was able to keep the ball out and three minutes later Real got the ball out of his feet drove past Leek with pace but he flashes effort wide from around 18 yards. 57 minutes on the clock now and a huge moment in the match as somehow Lawrence Vigarou managed to keep uh, Bolton's shot out from close range before Rob Hunt cleared the ball. That is the pivotal moment in the match because if point. that goes in when we've got 30-35 minutes to play at 2-1 with a crowd behind their back and a team who had got their motivation back, that's an incredible save because that, yeah. that goal should be... That should be a goal, basically. Vigarou makes a great save. Hunt as well alert to get the ball right place right time again away yeah. from the player who's about to come in having and a, have a tap in massive moment having a good keeper in the goal in goal is the difference between where you end up in the league because a lesser keeper wouldn't necessarily have saved that well there's been a lot of uh, right. chat I don't know if you saw Gab Sutton yes I friend did friend of the podcast to be fair nice yeah. guy done his league 2 team of couldn't disagree and put in Lewis, Lewis from Bradford City yeah. as the keeper. And I think for your Orient fans, chime well, in on that. Yeah. So what are you doing? How can it be Vigarou? And he said, I think Orient would be top of the league or around top of the league mm. without Vigarou because the defence is so solid. He didn't want to say, I think Bradford City would be nowhere near the playoffs if without not for their Lewis. keeper. Yeah. Which is a different mm. way of looking at it. Yeah. But I, I've got to disagree with Gabs because even though he's got Beckles has had a great season in front of him. Sweeney, Turns, Happy, whoever has been in front of him, Hunt, has been great. Yeah. Rigru still made clinical Clear. saves and his distribution of the ball, for the most part, has been excellent. Mm. So I don't think you can underestimate Lawrence Vigarou's. So I don't think Vigarou will win player of the season, for example, because I think he goes under the radar against your Paul Smiths. Um, <coughs> and then most likely big hero of the week I think it's really been hero of the week because your goal scorer is always taking the credit or mm. your creative player or injuries mm. for example mm. I think Vigarou is definitely for me one of the vital cogs 100% I don't think we'd be top of the league if it wasn't for Lawrence Vigarou because it's for saves like that that are at real pivotal times that really are earning their crust and really that's why he should be in in that in that particular uh, team. I mean, it's just his opinion and he's entitled of to his, his wrong opinion and that's absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> it's not a problem for us, but I don't think we'd be top of the league without some of the pivotal saves that Lawrence Vigarou has made uh, for us. So, uh, interesting though, absolutely interesting. Uh, 58 minutes on the clock then. Adam Thompson was booked on the sidelines. Didn't even know you could be booked on the sidelines. Uh, after he booted the match ball away midway through, uh, the, well, Partway through the game. Well played, Adam Thompson. 61st minute, Paul Smith was booked for a foul on Toure. A bit of naughty there from Smith. They had a bit of a coming together. Yeah. And Toure gets the ball, Smith just takes him out. Silly there from Paul Smith. But, you know, he's small, but he's tenacious. He is, yeah. 62 minutes from the resulting free kick, Lawrence Figaro was called into action yet again. This time, he made another outstanding fingertip save as he touched Mallon's shot onto the post and the ball rolled across the goal line and went out of play. I don't even know how the guy saved that one. That one's a better save yeah, than the other one. Than the first one, which is a very good save. Yeah. That's very reminiscent. If you remember when we went up in the National League, we was away to Aldershot, went in 2-1, and I think in the last minute, Brill made a fingertip save onto the post and managed to get the ball out of the goal. It was like the, the, one of the defining points in the season, of that season, I think. I can't remember who it was. Someone was right up us at that point. Might have even been Salford. And we won that and it went on to win the league. I think that save is as crucial as Dean Brill save. Mm. That's a phenomenal save. And the fact that it hits a post and then trickles around Cross the far the post and yeah. it goes out for corner. That's when you know it's your day. That's yeah. when all Monker's prayers are being answered. <laughs> 
by the mighty one yeah. to get uh, to that get is an outstanding world. save totally agree with you but everyone seems to be on form and on point today yeah. Rob Hunt's been great at clearing off the line Lawrence Vigaru's been crucial in making the saves you know Moncur's been critical at getting us up the pitch Ruel scored the goal he, Monks has scored the goal Smith's delivering Sadly is creating you know there's just so much here where everybody is on point um, and it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to review a game where where we have got <laughs> everything right. Absolutely. Sixty four minutes in Walter Two. Looks have been been bundled down in the area. Again, referee not having it. <clears throat> Nil pour, no penalty. Yeah, to me that is a blatant penalty. Seventy minutes on the clock, first change for Orion as Tom James replaced Kieran Sadia. Yeah, two minutes <coughs> later, a long ball and a tenacious effort from Walter Two. Done really well to win the ball, so he can get across in from the right. Jaden Sweeney was rushing in but fired his effort over from close range. And in two minutes later, Ruel got booked as well. Yeah, it's a shame just going back to Jaden Sweeney's shot. That was a shame he, he, he didn't score that. Great block, great piece of defending from the Salford defender there. But shame for, um, for Jaden there. 74 minutes now, Ruel. Sorry, yeah, Ruel was booked for descent. And shoving and really throwing the ball away after appearing to be fouled in the box with only <laughs> Cairns to beat. So a little bit of frustration showing, uh, being shown by Ruel there. And I think that uh, it's probably deserved of a free kick or, or, or something, but we weren't getting anything from that ref. AC third minute in second change for the O's. Jordan Brown came on. He replaced George Moncur, my lord. Yeah, 84 minutes. Rob Hunt yet again got to the ball first, took it away from Hendry at the back post. What a game Rob Hunt was having. Yeah, man of the match performance, really. Absolutely, yeah. 88th minute, Craig Clay and Stephen Duke McKenna came on to replace Paul Smith, our mate, and Darren, Darren Prattley. Yeah, the referee had eight minutes of additional time up on the clock, on the scoreboard. And in the 91st minute, we won possession, and Idris El Mazzouni sent a cheeky chip just wide of the post and in the 93rd minute there was a, there was a bit of a scuffle as Lund seemed to raise his arms to Sweeney's face after he won the ball uh, which amazingly only saw him pick up a yellow card for that one see for me that's a red card I think I think the referee's lost a bit of control there if he's put his again the angles weren't great and the sun and the shadows make it hard to see certain bits and pieces but if he's booked him for hitting or raising his hands to Sweeney's face then that's not a yellow card offence that's a red Correct. It's All violent conduct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I guess it's, it's not like we can laugh about it now as it's in the 95 minute and we're running 2 0. I think if that was 10 minutes gone, we were a goal down, we'd have a very different start. So it would be a much bigger talking point. Yeah, it's not impacted the game. Um, so, yeah, so the. Um, yeah, it didn't seem to matter. Uh, and with nothing else to report, the referee brought the game to a close as the O's took the points amongst jubilant celebrations in the way end as the players and management were applauded off the pitch with Richie Wellens. Doing a Steve Evans as he led the applause ah. of the very happy away fans who made the long journey. You have to go back to Steve Evans post us uh, at their yeah at their ground, ground. Yeah. yeah at their ground uh, when we played them earlier this season. Which yeah, is around Christmas, New Year's time. Great stuff there. Obviously, you can see all that on Closer Look and on the club's YouTube channel, as well as Richie Wellens' post-match interview, which we're not going to play. Because that's been and gone now, but a very good interview there from Richie Wellens, who obviously spoke about his time at Salford and been given 50p in a bag of crisps. Yeah. But other managers were given three to four million. Yeah. Not that Richie's bitter about that in any way. Richie also mentioned that we'll point out that Jordan Lydon has done his hamstring and is out for the remainder of the season. What a obviously. disastrous signing. Well, he's been injured really? for like as long as anyone can remember. Well, no, he hadn't. Yeah, he hadn't played. He was out fit. of contract. We bought him in, got him fit to the end of the season. To the end of the se- on a contract to the end of the season, and he's played 
bit part in two games, three games maybe. I presume that's him done at Orient now. I guess yeah. time will tell. What a disastrous one. signing. Okay, you they, take a gamble, you roll the dice. Oh, absolutely. And on this occasion, it hasn't worked. So the league table. Yeah, absolutely. That three points then means the Otis points still top of league two, played 39, won 23, drawn 11, lost five, a goal difference of plus 27 and a hit the 80 points mark. So in other games, second place Northampton, Lost 3-0 away to Newport. <coughs> Lovely to see. They are at this point on 70 points, but have played a game more. Kalal won, jumped to third place. They beat Tram and Rovers at home 2-0. That took them to 69 points. They have also played a game more than he has at this point. Stevenage dropped to fourth place on 69 points. They drew one at home to Colchester. And they have played the same amount of games as us. So basically, the O's at this point still very much clear in that the race for the League 2 title. Bid Lejanda, your views on the win against Salford? Yeah, I feel that's a huge win for us. Um, two goals. One of them was a great team effort and a clean sheet. Our 22nd in 39 Crazy. games is absolutely phenomenal. I don't have really much to say about this, uh, but other than that, it could have been more if we'd have been awarded some of the penalty yep. appeals that we were due. I saw several tweets beforehand from fans feeling a bit nervous uh, about this one, but I was actually feeling pretty confident, strangely. I don't think Salford are the threat that people think that they are because they throw loads of money at at their playing staff. You know, it doesn't always work that way. Uh, you can look at various different clubs that, that throw money at things and don't often get what they uh, feel they should. Um, for all the money Salford throw at their playing squad, we showed today what happens when you put a well-oiled machine in front of them and take the game to them is the final thought uh, that I had about that game. But we've got a big couple of games coming up next and like, bring them on. Like, I don't think we should fear or be afraid or feel nervous about anyone. No, absolutely. That was a very top-of-the-table performance. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Brilliant win. Very confident performance as well. Both goals were like, taken really well. So he takes his goal beautifully for the first. And the second, like we've spoken about, I don't think there's enough plaudits out there. Again, if that's an Arsenal or United goal or City goal, I think we've seen that all day long on Sky Sports. I think just to mention a few big performances, Rob Hunt, great team uh, with that level of performance. For Soteria really came into his own as the number nine, not only in terms of scoring the goal, but in terms of challenging uh, their back line as well and the work rate that we haven't always seen from Real. I thought that was a really big uh, positive from that and Vigaru, yeah 21st clean sheet or 22nd clean sheet of the season at that point I also want to shout out uh, George Moncur so you might have seen this on our Twitter or might have seen this on our social media post but at the end of the game our uh, friend's son Alexander had a little like poster saying Moncur like George can you give me your like shirt if you score whatever and Moncur goes over to him and gave him his shirt, which was like a lovely moment. And players don't have to do that, and you very rarely see that at Premier, level. Premier League yeah. level or Championship level. But George did that, and it only takes five or ten seconds of a footballer's time to make a lifetime memory. Like yeah. Alexander will always like remember that moment. There's got Moncur's shirt from Salford away, which yeah. is scored. So big, big it's shout out for Adrian Martin to watch. <laughs> but a big, big shout out there for Moncur to do that because yeah. uh, making lifetime memories for young Irish fans and. Felt like a big win at full time. You can see that with the celebrations as well as you know, people say Richie's doing a Steve Evans, but I think personally to Richie that was a big, big win. Obviously, yeah. didn't have the best of times at Salford. Mentions yeah. it in his post match interview. You can tell there's a bit of a feeling there, probably yeah. quite rightly so, for Richie. And it felt like it felt like Solihull away from the National League days yeah. where the full time was a win, fans were big voices, big celebrations going big on. Crowd. Felt like at that point it was just the. Well, it still feels like it's just a matter of time now until promotion is confirmed. But that felt like the final nail when our league two get out of it the right way. Yeah. Push. So lovely 
to see there. And as you can imagine, we had a lot, a lot of views at the full-time whistle. It's very important that just because we read them out, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. And just as a reminder, these are all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook Podcast Hours. Yeah, absolutely. Brant Rucker SC kicks off this week. He says, great performance from Ruel. He played well as a starter, scored and played as hard as he could for as long as he could. Really appreciate it. Yeah, great, great tweet. Brilliant tweet. Richie J. Bourne said, Hunt was amazing today. Won us the three points with a masterclass of defending. Second goal was a finger beauty. A great team goal. Uh, Mort Jig said such a professional performance would have taken a draw before so what a result Rob Hunt outstanding that save from Lawrence was outstanding uh, although it doesn't say which one less said about the ref the better so close yeah, now Phil Vizi once it's another massive win so many positives two fab goals were at the heart of things but a great defensive display as well Rob Hunt outstanding Idris awesome in midfield and what a keeper we have enough oh how nice totally fab to do the double good point. over Salford. I don't think we've ever done a double over that. before. Yeah. yeah, Great point. Dennis Oren kept it simple. Three words. Title winning performance. Venomous 1983. So I thought we played with the swagger of a team at the top. And I think Munker is back to his best too. That's a great way of saying it. The swagger of the team at the top. That's how it did look. Yeah. yeah. Really great summarising uh, there. John J. Miller, 23, said minimum 8 out of 10 for every single player. Rob Hunt, last ditch blocks and tackles a few times. Immense. Les OK, 52, said first half, I thought I was watching Barcelona. <laughs> Second half, more defensive, but had to be as they up their game. I said last week to you, <coughs> Rob Hunt goes under the radar and today proved my point. That was a man of the match performance and vigorous save was match changing. We're on our way. AKA Big Lash. New one for me. Welcome to the podcast. 10 points clear at the top of the league. Seven games to go. Five defeats all season. Is to be respected. League one, we're coming. We certainly are. Chris Avey Wood said, even for old time warriors like me, <laughs> League one is saying, welcome, Leighton Orient. Yeah, David <laughs> Reichard, 80, said, yes, yes, yes. Superb performance and result. This team is special. And we should all enjoy the last few games. The authentic guys said, well, that result has got Easter off to a fine start. 80 points with seven games to go. Incredible. This is really happening, isn't it? Yeah, E10 underscore rifle said, what a performance. I've already said that the second goal is up there for goal of the season, but that run and pass from Prattley, take a bow, son. Lee Gibbs once said, what an away day. Everyone was class, but special mention to Hunt and Sweeney. Unreal. Love the bit with Wellens at the mm-hmm. end too. We're on our way. Yeah, LDP King said, first half, best we've played all season. Total dominance. Promotion and the title are almost in the bag. And I'm pretty sure the scenes at the end of the game were a nice little cheap shot at Steve Evans who celebrated in the same way a few weeks back. Don't mess with this team or Wellens. Yeah, penultimate sweet on Salford goes to Willow Gaffer. He said, first half is how we've played for the majority of the season. Kept the ball and tore them apart. Two great goals and in the second half rode our luck at times but should have made the scoreline more convincing at the end. But who cares? A great three points and roll on Monday. Orient Meat Pie gets the final word on this game. He says, I bloody love this team. Absolutely superb performance for 90 minutes. Some exceptional performances and our second was my goal of the season. Hunt and Moncur were brilliant. Ruel never let them rest. Viggs on top form. What a joy of a game. Up the O's. So you can tell that very happy and positive O's fan base there in last week's yeah. to us. So time to do the Town & Country Harlow Prediction mm-hmm. League update. In Town & Country Harlow estate <laughs> agents cover London, Essex and Hertfordshire and are run by Orient season ticket holders and fellow fans and with a podcast that will help dozens of people move home. And the best bit is they offer all O's fans and staff a discount from the already competitive fee. So if you're thinking of selling your property or curious aspects value, you can save yourself 
quite a bit of money by keeping it in your own family and giving them a call on 01279 or 07528471497 or you can contact the team at Twitter. They can be found at T and C Harlow. They absolutely can. Um, Rob JB1974, well done to you. You correctly predicted the scoreline of 2-0. You get three points in the Prediction League. But extra special props to Les LK52, Ben Whitlock13, James O'Hagan, our sponsor Charlie yeah. underscore Paul, if IFC Chris09, who all correctly predicted the score of 2-0 and the scorer. So you guys all get four points in the Prediction League and we'll do an update on the table at the end of this episode. So let's move on then as that wraps up Good Friday. It does. So moving on to Saturday the 8th of April. Quiet day, but well done to Omar Beckles, who was named in the League 2 Team of the Week again for his performance against Salford. So not the obvious choice, um, I would say, for this one. Obviously, in our post-match tweets from Salford, Lots of people calling out Hunt, lots of people calling out Real. Sweeney was mentioned, Idris was mentioned, Viggs has been mentioned. No one mentioned Beckles, but Beckles is the only one who makes the uh, League 2 team. Yeah. I'm surprised to see Hunt and um, Viggs in there, although I appreciate they do it on different, a different set of stats. Yeah, that must be it, her position. Um, anyway, moving on then, Sunday the 9th of April, happy Easter Sunday to everybody. Yeah, also, Vigaru and Omar Beckles were made... Uh, it's into the league papers league two team today following their performances again away to Salford so well done to Viggs and Bex yeah so let's move on then to bank holiday Monday Easter Monday the 10th of April today as we record this podcast the main event of the day was Harrogate Town at home and at 2 o'clock the lineups were announced with Lawrence Vigaru in goal no shock there Hunt, Beckles, McCart and Sweeney El Mazzuni, Brown, Moncur with Smith, Sadlier and Saturiu as your front three. On the subs bench, uh, Sergeant James Thompson, Clay Prattley, Duke McKenna and Kelman. Yes, yeah, so that meant that the O's made two changes from the team who beat Salford on Easter Friday. Uh, as Sorry, Good Friday. As Jamie McCart was back in and Jordan Brown came in as they replaced Darren Prattley and it turns. Mr Levy, your views on that one? Yeah, McCart... And not Ogie or even Thompson. I'm I'm a little bit confused uh, about that, to be honest with you. I think for me, McCart needs to have a man of the match performance to redeem him from his previous poor performances. And, and you know, I don't think there's many particularly positive comments that we're going to review or, or mention uh, from from fellow fans. Just a bit of a head scratcher for me. I, I know that some of our fans that we spoke to that sit near us don't particularly rate Adam Thompson that much, um, but. Adam Thompson's been fit all season and he's done very well when he's been called on. He's he's a reliable, dependable defender. So for me, I know it's a left back, a left sorry, a left sided centre back, and he's left footed versus Adam Thompson, who's right. But for me, a fitter, more composed Adam Thompson is better for me than a, a Jamie McCart who's been injured for the best part of the season and only played a couple of games and been atrocious in those games, which may be down to the fact that he's ring rusty. Possibly. I ha- I have to question the fact that Shadogi isn't even in the squad. So I'm on the presumption that Shadogi is injured. Because if Shadogi isn't injured, to not even make the squad mm. when Ed Turns is injured. So you're starting McCart and you've got Thompson on your bench. Seems a bit harsh on Ogie. Although you can only you can only have eighteen in the squad, obviously yeah. so eleven plus seven. So maybe yeah. Ogie just hasn't trained well or isn't fit. I don't know, but I there's a few, 
I raise my eyebrows with that one. Big opportunity for McCart. And I don't like to discount players before I've seen much of them. But so far, and again, you'll be able to pick this up on the tweets that we mentioned. All the tweets, or a big majority of the tweets were, why is McCart playing over Thompson yeah. and Ogie? But obviously, Richie picks the team. In Richie, we trust. Say, I will say, though, with Kelman back on the bench, you've got another attacking player on the bench yeah. from what we didn't have against Salford. So yeah. I was a bit happier with the attacking front on the bench. A lot, a lot of tweets came in. This one, a big, big reaction when that team was announced at 2 o'clock. Ollie underscore Sonnenfeld. So time for McCart to prove us all wrong, crush yeah. mark. Lewis Fear underscores. They're very surprised about McCart, but Richie see the lad train, sees the lads train every day and him and his team know what they're doing. That's, a, valid, that's, the, that's a valid point. I don't know Chaz. So they get McCart playing, to be honest, but if we had a young, strong, left-sided, footed centre-half in our squad who's good on the ball, who's got lead to experience, it would be a very different story. And we're going to say, oh, wait. And I guess and in if that, you've got the tweet... In that tweet was a, a picture, picture of Shadogi. Yeah, Len, yeah, to add context to that. Yeah. Len Chin Chin one said, a good game in prospect against a team with experienced strikers, Luke Armstrong and Jack Muldoon, who will test the Orient defence. Today's team is good from, uh, from what we have available at this crucial stage of the season. Remember, goals change games and points are what count. Be clinical. Gorillas 1985. So why, why are we playing the cart horse McCart over Thompson? And does anyone know what's happened to Ogie to not make the bench, let alone start? Ron Sampson, 15, said, not happy with McCart. I don't rate him. Pratt, he needs to arrest occasionally, so that's okay. Complacency is the biggest threat today. Oh, it's like Ron Sampson saw into the future. Ox Ooch said, I can't understand how some people that sing, he knows exactly what we need, are so quick to question his decisions about what we need. <laughs> Conway underscore Nigel said, what's happened to Shad? Has he been? Has there been some kind of falling out? He never gets a mention from Richie. Ross McCaff said it might be my Scottish bias, but I don't. Uh, but I don't share the horror at McCart. But I don't share the horror at McCart that many others do, and think the sensible to not have Pratty starting too many games as well. Uh, can can this come is on really disgusting. Us. Can come on to help us and see out a lead yeah LOFC 1881 said top of the league by 10 points and fans lose their minds over a team selection absolutely it's a fair point as all Warrior fans will do uh, it's for many years to come so the match got underway at a wet rainy Brisbane Road on Retro Day and Onut Day or Retro Onut Day with the O's looking for another three points at the top of League 2 in the 6th minute our, mate, our best mate Bezzy Paul Smith had the beating of his fullback. Lovely ball across the six-yard box. No red shirt to tap at home. Even worse, he done the same thing two minutes later. But in a love of beautiful ball. No one there. Two great balls in the first yeah. minutes. No one attacking the ball. Moncur was the closest one to it and he should oh. have thrown his body at that. Already at that point, you're like, Smith is going to have a field day here because already their 33 folds. Didn't know whether he was coming or going. Yeah. Know, left, right. What was happening around yeah. him? <laughs> we took the lead in the 10th minute after Ruel pressured the Harrogate defence. He won the ball quite, you know, just... Outside the centre circle, yeah. good 40 yards out. He drove towards goal, got the better of two defenders, got his shot off through the legs of the centre-back, uh, which I think was O'Connell, and the ball ended up kind of trickling past or, or going past Oxley into the back of the net to make it 1-0. I mean, that's that's why we keep so many clean sheets, or one of the reasons why we keep so many clean sheets is because we press so well from the front, and Ruel has done exactly that. Rather than allowing their defender to play it out, he's pressured him, He's crumbled, won the ball back off that defender, driven at goal, had a bit of luck that it's gone through his legs and beat Oxley um, into that corner. But if you don't shoot, you're never going to test the keeper. You'll never know. And that's what I love about Ruel. He's, he's quite 
narrow-minded. He's quite selfish and tunnel vision. Like he's a stri- he's a striker, and he just wants to get the shot off. If the keeper saves it, great. If it goes in, even better. And that's what I like. And that's a dimension to our play that you don't get so much. I don't think with the Kelmans and the Drillens that they don't do what Ruel does, and that's why I I I think that it works so well. Good point. Well made. I mean, normally by the time we commenting on the highlights back we've seen them back obviously this is following the game very quickly so I've not seen yeah. it back I'm not sure that doesn't take a deflection because Oxley either Oxley's completely misfooted there or just not a very good goalkeeper because yeah. he, it kind of goes he's going to his left the ball goes to his right and it kind of squirms away from him so I'm not sure if Soteria's had luck there but like you said you've got to make your own luck and top of the league if, we if, don't, we're, if we're bottom that yeah. is a defender and goes nowhere but great yeah. go on from there all I could see was Orient and piling on the pressure. I was like, this is going to be like a field day now. Yeah, Broken yeah. the deadlock early. Crowded yeah. well behind him. Smith looks like he's about to demolish that 33. Satiri's on fire. Moncur's making nice little runs. Sadio's having a nice game. I, th- I thought we're going to absolutely murder him. It already looked like we were a class above him at this point in 100%. the game already. So Rabbits in headlights. Men v boys. I think a few times people have mentioned doing a 4-0 or 5-0. I thought this has really got potential to get out of hand if we get another one quite quickly. So at this point, I was... Absolutely loving life, but Ralph completely deserved his goal. Great to see. He's on an absolute roll at the moment. Long may that continue. So, despite lots of possession, good football for Morin. We'll fast forward now to the 24th minute. Paul Smith picked up the ball about 30 yards out on the right-hand side. Came across the goal, fired his shot, which was heading for the top bins. Oxley, though, denied him with a top save. That was a great save. That would have been a great goal. The ball took a lovely little swerve when it was in the air. Looked like it was going top corner. Into the goal. Looked like it? Uh, it was going in. Great save. Lovely view of it in the south stand as well. Yeah, you? because if you were at the game, you'll know that we weren't kicking towards the north stand uh, to start with, yeah. we, which we normally do, and then kick to the south in the second. Uh, right, now we're going to skip ahead. This is just highlights, obviously, of the main talking points. We're going to skip ahead now to the 38th minute. Saturiu bagged his and Orient's second of the game, following a throw-in on the our right-hand, uh, right-hand side. Paul Smith got the ball. He sent a low cross in. Ruel got ahead of his man and tapped in from close range to send us all into euphoria. And obviously, this is all happening in front of us at the South Stand. Another poacher's goal, similar to kind of what he did against Salford, getting get into the bar, getting to ahead of his man and yeah. just getting his foot in first. Great goal. Brennan Butter goal for a, a good centre forward. Precisely Gets there, but right. headed centre back, smash 2-0. Love it. Spot on. Love to see it. So at that point, very, very comfortable. 43rd minute, could have been even better. Good counter-attacking play. Nice link-up play between George Moncur, Sadlia and Ralph Satoru. So Sadlia eventually tried to get a shot away but his shot was blocked by a Harrogate defender. Yeah, two minutes of added time and up on the board. No further talking points as the referee brought the half to a close with the O's cruising at 2-0. Now, as I say, there was a lot of good play about us, but there was nothing that really happened at times. So that's why we've kind of... That was a brilliant half of football, I thought. Uh, we've been very good. I think Harrogate have been absolutely woeful in the first half. Like Literally like a, a team fighting relegation versus a, a team fighting from, uh, to, to go up automatically. Uh, it really did look like that. So uh, you can kind of see why they are in the league position that they are. Uh, and I know we've not gone about every single thing that we've done, but they're the main talking points yeah, from I mean, that. I, th- I agree with you in that respect. I think we was, that was probably one of the best first-half performances I've seen Correct. at home this season. Yeah. As bad as Harry but well, I thought we made him look... T- Every time Smith got the ball, they looked absolutely terrified. Moncur's movement off the ball was fantastic. So two had him terrified as well. Work rate, uh, not in a only defence, but attack was brilliant as well. They just couldn't get the, They just couldn't keep the ball. 
and they couldn't control us when we had the ball. They just yeah. they literally looked like rabbit in the headlights. I yeah. said at half time, it's like an FA Cup tie. It's like there's two divisions, three divisions these teams are apart by because we look that much better from them. But as absolutely everyone should know, 2 0 at Orient at half time. It's dangerous, isn't it? It's always, it shouldn't be, but it's always something you're never quite comfortable with. So, a few tweets at half time. Yeah, good to meet, uh, good to see yes. you today, Grant. Run and ref with GC. Great first half performance. Well done, Jamie McCart. I think the Harrogate left back will be asking to be taken off at half time. I almost feel sorry for he him. He actually was taken he off actually at half time. Mark Pryor, 598-208-77. So great first half, though I thought Rail's first could have been his third. Obviously, alluding to those crosses into the box where yeah. Rail wasn't there in time. Attendance announced 8,092 of 136 away fans making the journey. I've got to say, for a sold out game, the North Stand wasn't that busy at all and again Harrogate Town not bringing that many from Yorkshire so I guess the club Terrible might be, club might be a, a bit um, not best pleased with that attendance considering it was sold out but over a thousand empty seats in the building so second half got underway no subs for the O's two minutes in Idris Almazuni forced Oxley into a diving save after some nice passing and build up play yeah, absolutely. I thought it was 8,000 for it. I might have mistaken that. I thought it was a slightly more. But anyway, uh, 51 minutes on the clock. Penalty shouts for the O's were turned down by the referee after Paul Smith went down in the box. Yeah, and in the 53rd minute, out of nothing, Harrogate pulled a goal back. They had a free kick that came in. O'Connor was there, completely unmarked at the back post to make no mistake from close range. And suddenly, from being absolutely cruising at 2-0... As soon as that goal went in, yeah. the mood around the ground changed Shifted, yeah. in- instantly yeah. as to, oh, it suddenly got very, very nervous yeah. as from being very, very confident. And again, I don't want to keep coming back to McCart, but in the build-up to that, we can see the free kick that was pretty needless. Yeah, agree. And McCart's the one who concedes it. Again, I haven't seen it back. I haven't seen any of the highlights back. Yeah, it might have been. It might not have been a foul. McCart might have made the foul. It might have been the right decision. However... But he's he's easy to be the one that people go and blame from that. Yeah, but you then argue, okay, you've dealt with that. You've got sorry, you've been it's gone against you. You've now got to deal with that to switch off defensively to have their man just standing there ready to kick it Absolutely. in. Absolutely, is is poor from us. It's so more, you've got to deal with the problem now. The problem's been created. The free kicks yeah. come in. Vigoru was nowhere near it. Our defense was nowhere near it. So so they're gonna score. It's a, it's a, it's an easy thing. It's it's almost like. Roles have reversed here. Like we're the lower league, we're the lower end of the league, not able to defend set pieces. To be fair, they came out and in the south you can't really see tactical setup. So I don't. Obviously, what we said at half time with Weaver, who's their manager, he's obviously came in because they came out with a completely different team. Agreed. He obviously took off thirty three, like we alluded to forwards, and put on a big six against Smith, who Smith didn't have the beating of him. The number six had Smith in his pocket, pretty much, and hence Smith gets swapped over a bit later in half. So he nullified. To be fair, Weaver, he's nullified Smith's threat. He's obviously given them an absolute rollicking at half-time because they've come out a, a different team, yeah. completely different focus. So he's the tactical battle of half-time, he's beat Wellens hands down for me for that. Not like I want to criticise Richie Wellens, but he's come out, made a few changes, obviously changed shape somewhere, although I can't see what he's changed because I don't watch Harrogate enough to see how they even set up in the first place. Yeah. But he's obviously changed it. Obviously, we'll come on to what happens later in the game, but fair play, fair play to him. He's, he's done what he's paid to do. Yeah. Exactly, he's got his team back in it. He has. 56 minutes in from a throw-in. Paul Smith fired another cross-across goal, but no red shirt on the end of it. Third time in the match, Smith's been a quality ball. 
begging for someone, anyone, to take a gamble to get yourself within the six-yard box, yeah. get any end of it, and it's Sadly, just not going anywhere. Was, Everyone's just, just gone past everyone. Sadly, we're sliding in at the back post, but couldn't get on yeah, the end. Yeah, agreed. 56 minutes on the clock goes from bad to worse as Harrogate equalised after more poor defending from us. Thompson fired into the back of the net after we failed to deal with the initial burst into our box. Vigaru making a good initial save low to his right, but we just didn't clear the ball. What's happened to us? I don't know. What I, is going on here? We've been terrible all this half. Goes back to your point. Like what has been what has been changed about our setup to come out and now look like a non-league side? We can't pass, we can't clear, we don't clear. Lawrence Vigaru has done everything right in terms of making the save, but we're not there to deal with it. And Vigaru, the ball yeah. bobbles around our, our our box before Thompson gets his shot off. Unbelievable. I never if you would have said to me half time, over fifty six minutes, fifty seven minutes, it's going to be two all. I would have laughed your head off. Or someone said, "There's a ten. I'd go and put a bet on it being two all." I would go and keep telling mate, we'll just go and get a few drinks after. I couldn't like, believe crazy. what I was seeing. Absolutely crazy. But I guess that's the wonder uh, football, which everyone loves. So back in it to all fifty ninth minute into two, you slid Paul Smith through down. He had Oxley scrambling to turn his effort behind, which was heading for the bottom corner. But Oxley made a decent save there. Yeah, seventy minutes on the clock now as we skip forwards. Or it made three substitutions. Firstly, Kieran Sadia replaced was replaced by Charlie Kelman. Jordan Brown was replaced by Tom James, and Jaden Sweeney was replaced by Darren Prattley. Yeah, so it meant a few people shifting around. I think biggest change there, and I think I've got it in my notes, is that Satiri from being number nine gets moved over to the wing. And yeah, it's Kelman down the middle, which I don't for, for me wasn't the right choice to make and obviously, considering how well Ruel's done as that front one yeah yeah, absolutely James goes left back and then he gets moved to right back and Hunt goes Hunt, left back yeah. and then obviously Pratty for, for Brown is just a straight swap but I, 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 yeah taking Ruel out of the centre when he's on two goals on a hat trick didn't feel like the, the smartest thing to do but you know I always trust Richie in whatever he does 77 minutes in good play for Vigaru as he released El Mazzuni early his forward pass went to Ruel who got a shot away but Oxley made a comfortable save 83 minutes now, good counter-attack led by Charlie Kelman who picked the ball up around the halfway line, skipped past O'Connor's horrible attempted tackle, or more assault actually. Got booked for that. Uh, which he eventually got booked for once play had stopped. He um, Kelman got his shot away, unfortunately it went just wide. It was unlucky there Kelman, he it does was. everything right, stays on his feet, could have easily gone down and made the man get yellow, which he got anyway, but stays on his feet, looks for the goal, and again, haven't had the benefit of seeing that back yet, but it looked fairly close from where we were in at the south stand. So five minutes of additional time played on this one. No real talking points as the referee brought the game to a close as the teams shared the points on this Easter Monday. So Richie Wellens spoke to Dave Victor after the game. We're going to play this interview in four. It's just over five minutes. I don't think it's gone up yet anywhere in four. We'll only cover highlights uh, of it on Twitter. So here is what Dave Victor uh, got from Richie Wellens post-match. Richie, thanks for joining us. You looked so comfortable in the first half. We did, um, but football's never the same. It's just not going to keep going in the same flow as, as what it is. And we had numerous times to get the third, and, and we looked we look threatened every time we got the ball, and we played some fantastic stuff. Um, but obviously then the, the game can, can always change. Um, we conceded at a bad time. It, it gave them a, a lifeline. But I, I just think that some of the players... We, we just dropped off it. We just, you know, come lethargic and slow and, and we play one backwards pass and we play another backwards pass so it's easy to press. We don't play a, pa- a backwards pass to play to play forward. Um, 
and it's just little things that we've done in, in probably the last six, seven weeks that we, we, we resorted back to. So, so I, I get the support. It's difficult because put a massive dampener on it. But um, you know, if you would have offered us seven points from the last three and then took 12 and beat, and now it's, we have to look at the positive. So it's, a, it's another point. Um, we came into the to the game 11 points clear. I think we're still 11 points clear of fourth, and that, and that has to be the main objective now. Just, I think we're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. Is that true? I think so. So that's, that was the first objective. Um, now we need to try and get in the top three, and, and it's a slow process. But I know everybody's down. down. You can tell by the, the sound of my, my voice that when you go 2-0 up at home and, and it's total domination and, and we're looking like a really good team, to then drop drop points and it's... it's you know, obviously, puts a massive down on it, but you have to give them credit. You have to give them credit to Plucky. They've got lads that are fighting for the livelihoods um, and fighting for their club, and, and they represented the club really well today. Ran hard, stayed in the game, and then when they got them a couple of opportunities, they actually had one, one after that. You know, they took them. And in that first half, you saw two very well taken goals from Walter Tuya. Yeah, very good. Um, but the amount of times that the ball flashes past. He's, he's unbelievable. I think I probably have half a dozen times where Paul Smith, probably four or five of them, he's putting the ball across the goal line. Just somebody make a run. The hardest run is to run in the middle of the goal, and that's why Ruel gets his goals, because he's always in the middle of the goal. Was there a tension after those two goals conceding just the five for minutes? Me, for me, no. I wanted us to play. We just, we just went... If, you, if you're a football team and you switch off and, and, and when the ball is being passed about, you stand still and you don't move off lines and you don't make angles, just two or three yards can make a huge difference. And that 15-minute spell, it made a massive difference. We looked very um, static um, and, and couldn't play through him. But I think the last 20 minutes was, was really good again. So I don't think, you know, we've won the last two games pretty convincingly in the last 15, 20 minutes. So um, no, I just think you have to give them a, a little bit of credit as well. Is it turns injured? Yeah, he's got a, a slight problem with his groin. Um, he's been getting gradually worse, so we believe that this... Um, probably Friday to, what is it, nine-day break, will obviously get him back more towards 100%. We asked him yesterday what he feels, and he was like 50-50, so we just felt that we didn't need to take the risk. And what about some of the other casualties? It was good to see Dan Happy warming up before the game. No, Dan's, Dan's coming on, on well. We probably need in the next probably two weeks' time to get him again behind closed doors. Um, and it's good to see him back. We've got a few other little niggles or, or people that are out, um, which we would like him in the squad. But um, we're not in a bad position in terms of numbers. So, um, no, I'm, 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 all, I'm all happy. I know everybody, listen, I feel like a bear with a sore head at the moment. And everybody's going home, getting a tube or whatever it may be. And we've all feel like that. But um, listen, it's football. And when you switch off, people are there to take advantage of and that's what happens so give them credit but it's another point in, in the right direction and I suppose it shows how you've transformed expectations since you've been at Brisbane World. 100% I mean you're walking around at the end and you want to appreciate the supporters but most of them have, have gone and, and you can just it feels like we've lost but um, and we've had most definitely the, the culture the game so it just goes it, it goes to show how far we've come both on the, on the pitch and off the pitch um, that everybody expects us to just turn up and win here and it's not always the case especially if you just drop off it it is so close it could happen Saturday at Sutton promotion I, Dave you don't interest me you don't interest me because like you said we have to concentrate on the next the next training session the next action every single action in the game is important and if we start thinking ahead of ourselves then you forget about the next thing that, that needs to be done so we just keep our heads again we get a good training week we, we play a team next week that are very good at what they do and had a tremendous season we played a million seasons, had a load of injuries. Um, 
and Matt has done a fantastic job there. I'm not sure how they got on today, but um, he's done a fantastic job. And for them to be on the verge of the playoffs after the injury list and, and the position that it was early in the season, he's done a fantastic job. So it'll be a, it'll be a difficult game. Aaron Dryden available for that one, do you think? Maybe. Maybe he'll be, he'll be touch and go. We probably need to get a couple of days training him. Um, again, he ha- Ruel's done done great centre forward today. But sometimes when the game changes, we do need a bit of physicality up there as well. And Theo? Theo, Theo probably won't make it. Thanks, Richie. Thank, right, you. No Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed to Dave Victor. I do, you know, we've said it a lot this season. He does. He's honest and he is very kind of blunt and matter of fact yep. about things which I don't have a problem with at all you know you know what, what he's thinking why yep. he's thinking it uh, and he's always really positive so it's always really interesting to hear and good to hear uh, from Richie that's the full uh, five minute interview post match today uh, so the table yeah indeed so that draw means the O's are still top of the league so played 40 123 drawn 12 lost 5 goal difference of plus 27 and mm. sits on 81 points. There was a full round of League 2 fixtures today. Northampton in second place beat Gillingham. They are on 73 points now. Eight points behind us have played a game more. Stockport County have leapt into the automatic places now. They're Dark in third horses. place. 4-0 home mm. win over Newport. They've got 70 points. They're 11 points behind us. They've also played a game more. They have also now on the same points total as Carlisle in fourth place and Stevenage on fifth place all those teams on 70 points let's it's let them crazy. battle it all out with each Absolutely. other all look down on them uh, with a nice smile at the moment Stevenage have up. done at Stevenage Stockport have done very well to slowly creep up the table they didn't have the greatest start to the season they were kind of I think mid to lower mid table and they've slowly if you look at it they've slowly crept up and then all of a sudden before you know it they're top 10 before you know it they're in the playoffs before you know it they're third if the season ended today they'd be third where Stevenage and Northampton and Carlisle have been fighting out for that second and third it's very impressive and their penultimate game of the season absolutely is against none other than the we still got some tough games though we still got yeah. Stockport County who are battling now for automatic you would say yeah. Mansfield Town yeah. who are Bradford. battling for a playoff Last game. Bradford City who are battling Gillingham aren't really playing for anything Gillingham no but if the season would start in January Gillingham would be top seven easy yeah so Got some very difficult games coming up, but let's not look too far ahead at the yeah. moment. Bill Jarde, let's look for earlier today. Your yeah. views on the Harrogate Town match? Yeah, obviously you're going to use the cliche. It was a game of two halves. Yeah, two nil up is is clearly, like you said earlier, a bit of a dangerous position for Orient to be in because we don't really seem to ever be able to hold on to uh, things like that. Again, brilliant first half could easily have been three or four nil up. You know those. Balls across the goal from Paul Smith. It just needed a touch on it. You know, it just needed a poacher uh, to read what he was going to do. Um, what's happened to us? You know, how do we go from playing them off the park to kind of hanging on for a draw? Uh, we look so lost. I, I really can't fathom how that's happened. They really only had a couple of real good chances at goal, and they've scored them. Yeah. Um, and and that's all it takes, really. All talk of stats and possession and all that kind of stuff. It's you know, shots on goal. And, and how many of them are actually converted? I would have taken four points from six over this weekend. Maybe not necessarily this way round, but arguably four points yeah. from six, whichever way it, it happens. You would argue that you'd have taken a point over Salford and, and three over uh, three from uh, Harrogate, rather. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy overall. You know, we are top of League Two, have been since mid-October. So to those fans in the South Stand who booed at the full-time whistle... 
you weren't, in my opinion, I've heard people saying, oh, we were booing the officials. You weren't booing the officials because there wasn't anything to boo them for. We've had bad decisions go against us, against Salford. No one booed at full time against Salford. Um, and you, clearly, those people need to give their heads a bit of a wobble. It wasn't a great second half by any stretch of your imagination. I think one or two players are still probably a little bit not quite up to full speed yet, if you want to be polite about it. But we are still top. There are 23 other teams who would gladly swap places with us with our points tally, with our goal difference, with only losing one game in every eight on average. Uh, you know, we've lost five in 40. It's just ridiculous. And um, we haven't lost in 12 games. Draws and, and wins, yeah, absolutely. But we haven't lost in 12 games. So I think you, you need to be grateful for where we're at because this time a few years ago, we weren't in this position. So yeah, overall, very happy. Would have loved to have seen a better second half. Granted, would rather, I, I do feel it's two points dropped. So I'd rather be talking about two wins over the course of this bank holiday weekend. But had you have given me four points over the weekend on Thursday, I'd have taken them. Lovely stuff. For me, yeah, odd game. Like... <laughs> As all the tweets were alluded to, first half was like best half I've seen probably at Brisbane Road this season. Movement, passing, decisions, dominant. Second half, I can't get my head around it. If you would have said at half time, like I said, 11 minutes later, it's going to be two all, I'd be like, no chance. But I think Weaver's done well, outdone us, I think, to a certain extent in the second half, and they deserve their point. I think we, we didn't batter them at two all. They, they deserve their point. Good formation change from them, putting their number six on Smith, absolutely. Nullified Smith's threat. He went on the left, couldn't do anything. They saw out the game. Fort Royal took his goals very well. We looked very cagey uh, once that first one went in. Mm. Shad, yeah, not Shad. McCart, all right, not great, but the rest of the back four weren't great in the second uh, half. Beckles looked very ropey in the second half agree. in particular. Didn't look yeah. great at all. He's normally barking out orders, getting people organised, completely done. Distribution gone from the entire defence. So it wasn't just McCart's fault in that one. Although, I must say, second time Harrogate come back from 2-0 down at the weekend. They were 2-0 down at home to Wimbledon with about two minutes left and they got a 2 all draw. So I'm surprised that 2-0, some of the players thought it was done, which is what our presumption is. And like I said, I don't get the subs. I don't get putting Kelman on in the middle in place of Satiru. Like Satiru was having a good game. I'd already scored two goals. I think when you put him out wide, it nullifies his threat. Um, but positives... I love Retro Day. I love seeing all the old shirts. It's amazing to see the March Pole shirts, the Acclaim shirts, the Independent Transport shirts, the Banham shirts, the braces. Love it. Great idea. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't great, so a lot of people were obviously wearing coats and stuff and whatever. Apart from me, went hardcore, got my shirt out. So, really love that. Owner, I'm not sure whose idea it was about the Retro Owner. Literally two, five squiggly lines. Couldn't really make out what it was. Lovely donut though, so well done to the donut makers, but come on, a bit more effort than that. Five-year-old looked like done my donut. But look, going back to the football where it all matters, still in our hands. Second place is 83, 73 points. We've got 81 points. We're eight points clear of Northampton Town. We've got a game more than them to play. Still in our hands. All those 23 other League 2 managers would love to be where Richie Wellens hmm. is. If anyone did boo, when there was booing, and it was aimed at the players. That's mental. That's all I can say. But we're miles ahead. We're going to get promoted. Like, it's not a case of win. It's not a case of if, sorry. For me, it's a case of win. We just need a few more wins to get us to that level where we're going to win the league. But, you know, sit here tonight on this Easter Monday, delighted. Yes, it's frustrating. We have dropped two points. Yes, it's another two points dropped against teams around Hartlepool <clears throat> and Colchester. And we've seen it a few times before. But worse things happen.
I mean, as Orient fans, we've seen worse things happen over the last couple of years. So, yeah, for me, could be better. We could have already got out of this league by now, could have won it. However, we still look on course to do it. So, absolutely no problem for me. Very happy young man. Good. I am. So, those were our views. Again, loads of views came into us at full time uh, into Orient Outlook podcast towers. We'll mention what we can, but again, we don't agree with everything. That is read out magic underscore John said, what's happened to Tom James? He's turned into a bang average player in the last few months. Second half, we were on holiday. They came out, put it on us, and we crumbled. David Sears 3 said, not good enough. If McCart is the answer, what is the question? Defence, very poor second half. We really missed Ed Turns. But, but I disagree with that because we didn't miss him in the first half. I actually thought it was one of Jamie McCart's better halves for us. It's still not perfect, but much better. What happened in the second half? Everyone turned to absolute mess. Couldn't, like Lawrence Figaro, usually ever reliable with his distribution, was kicking it out of touch. Yeah, that's a good point. Overkicking, like he's, he rarely does that. Everyone was off. What's happened in that changing room at half time to make them be like that? Shouldn't be thinking like that. There's no deck chairs out here. There's no flip-flops on. Not yet. Anyway, Boatsy said, I would have taken four points before Easter weekend, but when you're tuning up and coasting, this has to be a massive wake-up call. I get we're all frustrated, but no need to boo the players. Fair play to Harrogate. They deserve the draw, mm. but still in a fantastic position. I agree. Matty LRFC Evans said, gutted to throw a two-goal lead away, but it's another point towards our end-goal promotion. Favourable results from others, bar Northampton. For me, two more wins... Seals promotion and three for the title. Not a disaster. Yeah, nice one. El Coado says, what was that second half? I really don't want to hear. They are playing for their lives. I've heard it too many times now. We are top and should be putting these teams away. There were some really strange moments from Beckles who looked like he just wasn't paying attention. Yes, but um, Trousers Techno said, once again, a sloppy attitude causes us to drop points against a struggling team. The players came out for the second half thinking the job was done and were easily opened up and deservedly so. There is work to do to rid them of such complacency as this is occurring repeatedly now. Yeah, good tweet there. Yeah. Shivan Patak said, rain in the first half and we score twice. Sunny in the second and we concede twice. <laughs> Could have had it wrapped up by half-time. Bit complacent in defending, really, but never mind the point and gets all three against Sutton and a top performance for Morel. M.E. Baker, 2001, said, talk about night and day. Great first half, poor second half. I guess it will be the fans' fault for not cheering enough. Yeah, nothing mentioned on oh, that emoji, one. The yeah. Dorset Viking. <laughs> <laughs> so first half could not have been more dominant. Second half, they completely lost the plot. Seems that once we concede, there's no cohesion or plan. Another blink and the lead is gone. Yeah, Painting Orient said Smith was a wonderful mixture of menace and magic, particularly in the first half. Royals' game is now so much more complete, earning his starts up front. Leggy and nervy in the second half, but we can raise it again, as we have done versus the stronger teams. Tricky O's. It makes an interesting point, actually. He says, I'll tell you what the worst performance of the day was. West stand. Biggest stand should be the one that connects the south with the north, but nothing... I guess that's in terms of volume coming from the West Noise, End. Yeah. yeah, good point. It's true. Yeah. It's never been a noisy stand. It was we was we sitting there. That was the main stand it back was. in the back when in it was the seated, day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nigel Lad White said we were superb first half and attacked with creativity and potency. As a Harrogate left back would testify, our crumble in the second half was partially due to Beckles's awful display. He was lazy, complacent and casual throughout the game. Beck was coming in for some criticism this week. Yeah, you and Carter, 24, said, how many more times are we going to be complacent? At least we are in a good position in the league. But seriously, can't be doing any of that next season as we will get punished. Dan Orton, 2590, said, that's why I hate these stupid League One songs before it's sealed. 
Complacency, complacency, complacency. It's all stunk of complacency. After it went 2-0, we capitulated and melted second half. I'm just pleased that Harrogate started time-wasting because we looked good. See, Blatter, that's a classic game of two halves. Harrogate couldn't be any worse in the second half and we couldn't be any better. But Orient fans, look at the league table and cheer up. Spot on. <laughs> Orient <laughs> underscore Ed said, The old cliche, game of two halves, never applied more to a match. We were great in the first half and played it around brilliantly. Not sure what was said at half-time, but we were all over the place. Defending was shocking and our passing was wayward. I'm very angry. Daniel underscore Smith 80. So this is two points dropped. Should have killed the game off first half with all the chances. Yeah. How no one gambles when a ball was going through the box? I don't know. Sorry, but McCart has to be dropped now. He looks too slow on the ball and gives silly fouls away. But on to the next one. Alan Reeves too said, I know we're top going up but that second half was an absolute joke including the subs putting a striker on a hat-trick out wide and leaving Duke McKenna on the bench has to be questioned and don't get me started on McCart the foul for their free kick for the goal face plant emoji good point about Duke McKenna correct take Sadly off and put McKenna on yeah leave Roar up top correct. yeah very good point I don't point. understand that either yeah. Make, yeah chosen for once so picked up four points in four days but still eight points clear in the title race and 11 clear of the playoffs second half was rough but we held on to keep a point at least. Got to just push forward now for Saturday against Sutton. Daniel underscore D44 said we would be up by now if we could hold on to 2-0 leads against teams near the bottom. But at least we're still in a fantastic position. Ruel was great and Smith ripped them apart in the first half. But we got complacent and in panicky in the second. I still think one more win should do it. Jason Kilby 6 is four points from Easter weekend. Would have been snapped up by any O's fan. 12 unbeaten, five points needed to mathematically be up. Well played, Harrogate, and up the mighty O's. Joe Jessner, 16, said, Obviously, it's a bit of a shocking capitulation, but we've earned the right to be complacent here and there with our fantastic consistency. Almost impossible to not get promoted from this point, so I'm not that fast. Good point, yeah, about having the right to be complacent with our... Yeah, that's a good point. So that charm, 89, so it should have capitalised on the chances in the first half and buried this lot. Still, one point closer and time to stay calm. Back the team, sing them home. Let's make every game a promotion party from here till the end of the season. We are going up. Seb Kane said, I just hope that Welland sticks with Royal as the number nine. He's so much more effective than Kelman and Drinnen and also uh, than he is from out wide. Kelman offered little when he came on and three goals and an assist in two games. He deserves his place. Yeah, I presume Royal has done enough to be the number nine against that. I'd be very surprised yeah. if when the Sutton team comes out at two o'clock if to you is in, in the that, nine yeah. I'd be gobsmacked I dare say it would be the same team today as for, for Saturday yeah I would imagine so Sunshine LFC said it's all very much in our hands still as disappointing as today was who would you sort of places with in League 2 any O's fan would have taken four points from Easter so let's have some perspective Masters underscore James D said if you'd have offered us four points over Easter you'd have taken it but the nature of today's second half showing is so frustrating to let a two-goal lead slip once, it happens, but twice after being so dominant, that is unacceptable. Good point there, James. Charlie underscore Paul said another point closer to the title. Harrogate's comeback is only delayed, the inevitable. Can't understand those that are losing their minds. Stay calm and enjoy the last few games. Yeah, good to see you, Charlie, today as well. John W999 said, As frustrating as it was, we're re- realistically one win from promotion and two from the title after today. Felt everyone, both players and fans, felt it was a job done after the first 45. And Harrogate then showed how much their Football League status meant in the second 45. Let's get the boys over the line it's true yeah. they have got heart they're a small club on a small budget being run 
by a guy who sons the the manager. Everything's about heart and passion. Deserved their point based on the second half. We batted him first half, but went in only two two up. They scored two goals early. Yeah, fair play to him. Orient Chris, it's important to see the bigger picture. 12 games unbeaten, averaging two points per game over that period. But what a disappointing second half that was. Not the first time we failed to capitalise on a dominant first 45 minutes. But I can't recall when we last scored three or more goals in a match. Do you remember we were saying it was like if a team's going to get tonked, it's going to be this one today because of how. I thought I thought it was at half time, yeah. Alb three nine nine said a majestic first half, a tired capitulation of a second. McCart was utterly dreadful. Smith is just ridiculously talented. Disappointing, having been two up, but can't complain about seven out of nine points in our last three. One game closer to promotion, and thankfully we can afford to drop points like today. We can. Penultimate tweet. This one goes to Paul Skinner, eighty-eight. Said our quality has dropped off pretty badly since January. No lessons learned after the Colchester game, and poor performances at the last three home games. Why can't Wellings find a centre back pairing and stick with it? We are staggering over the line. Now, a few people replied to this and said the centre-back pairing was down to turns being injured. So, yeah. maybe a bit unfair there, Paul. Obviously, yeah, but don't obviously if you don't knows. know, you don't know. Absolutely. Final word this week goes to Samuel LOFC, who said seven out of nine points over Easter period is excellent. Uh, all about perspective. If you booed at the end, please never come back. I do question people around me in the stand who just shout line, line it forward or send it forward. Or, like, sorry, line it and forwards all game like that's going to do anything. Yeah, so some great tweets sent into us uh, over the last couple of days following Salford and Harrogate. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any that have read out. Those are the ones that all came into us on Twitter. You can let us know what you think too by tweeting us at Torrent Outlook. You can also uh, follow us on Instagram or drop us a message on there, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. You can do the same on Facebook where you can find us at Orient Outlook podcast. Or you can email us via the email function on your uh, desktops or phones by emailing orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yes, you absolutely can. So the Town and Country Harlow Prediction League update. Very, very, very well done yes. to Stephen Orient, who is the only correct prediction for today's match. Shame on you. You <laughs> had a two-all prediction, so you get three points. You didn't mention any of the scorers, so it is just the three points. Yeah, exactly. So the top of the prediction league then is led by that tall O's fan on 37 points. I feel like he's not going to be twigged back, back. You never know. 26 points is Ben Whitlock, 13, and O's fan basing. And in third place, Johnny, on 25 points is Nick Clark. Sorry, Nick underscore Clark 99. And Steve Chapman, four. So thanks to everyone for their predictions over the Easter period. And at one hour, 18 minutes and three seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy right now. Yeah, well, just a reminder of the fancy football. Stuart Coleman is top of the podcast Fancy Football League. He's got 2,098 points ahead of Daniel Clark, who's in second place, who's on 2,026 points. All to play for, though, as the Premier League have still got a number of they games have. left to play. Steve is doing all right. 211th out of 355. Um, yeah. All right, let's do it. Positives? Yeah. Negatives? I might have doing positives. Go for it. All right, okay. It's three positives, three negatives this week. First up, our win versus Salford and including another clean sheet of the season. Great performance from that one. Second positive, four points from six over Easter and 12 games unbeaten. So merging two positives there in two at one, which is fantastic. And as always, last positive of this season's podcast, we are still top of League Two and loving life. So lots to be positive about, mm. but negatives, Mr. Levy. Yeah, yeah, we've dropped two points from a winning position against Harrogate. 
Uh, the injury list seems to be getting a little bit bigger, and obviously as we get into the business end of the season, it's no surprise there. Turns is obviously the latest in the treatment room, and obviously still no sign of Theo back. Drinan possibly still out for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the third negative is what's happened to Shadogi? There's no sign of him in the no match mention. day. There's no mention of him in pa- any post-match uh, interviews. There's no injury mention. There's... Is there a problem with his attitude in training? What's going on? He doesn't seem like that kind of player, given that we've given him the opportunity to come to the UK and, and, and play at a decent club. So a little bit miffed by that. Uh, but there we are. Shad, drop us a DM, mate. Let us know you're all right. We just love you, mate. and want to care for you. Make sure you're okay, bud. So those were positives and negatives of this week. So town and country, Harlow, hero of the week. So we're both pretty unanimous this week. And because of the quick turnover of the podcast this week, we didn't take this one to Twitter because we decided who it should be. So, uh, hero of the week is... It's Ruel Saturiu. It's a Cypriot Messi. So, well done <laughs> to Ruel. Great week he's had. Three goals uh, yeah. and a great assist as well assist, uh, yeah. in last week's game. Quite a complete performance, actually. Yeah, absolutely Next was. week's fixture. So, it's just the one fixture coming up now as we travel just across London to Sutton as we play Sutton United on Saturday the 15th of April. They're currently 10th in League 2. They lost 3-1 away to Bradford earlier today, which is Easter Monday. They haven't won in their last six. They have drawn three and lost three. I'm just double-checking that I've not made a mistake there. No, they haven't won in their last Good. six. Good. Hopefully that carries on to the last seven. Going to be a big, big away attendance at Sutton. So if you go and have a very safe journey, you can tweet us uh, once you're in the ground, on the journey to the ground or hopefully on the victorious way back to the ground, where hopefully promotion will be almost, almost in our grasp. So uh, let us know how you get on there. So sponsorship reminder, don't forget to get in touch with John and his fantastic team of florists. Give them a call, 0208 529 4130. Get in contact with them on social media, Carol Langley E4 or Essex Biz on Twitter, Carol Langley Florist on Instagram, and Carol Langley Florist on Facebook. And don't forget, if you're interested in being uh, involved with the On and Outlook podcast from a sponsorship perspective, drop us a DM. We mentioned all our addresses earlier, Facebook, Instagram, email, Twitter. Get in contact with us. So if you see us at a game I want a little chat, please come over and say hello to us in the South. And we are readily available to take all inquiries and all fan worships as well. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us for episode number 317. The end of the season is in sight as we only now have six games left to play. So there will be times where we drop points, but as we said last week, it's not how we get the points, it's just getting them. That is the main focus. Harrogate weren't going to be the pushover that many thought they would be as they fight for their league safety. But we have to move on with another tough test coming up away at Sutton on Saturday. We would have all taken our current position at the start of the season, so let's not lose sight on what matters, which is promotion. And everybody needs to stay calm and positive as destiny, our destiny is still very much in our own hands. Nicely done. So if you're listening on iTunes, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also give it a five-star rating. So on iTunes, stop the podcast now. You've already done. You've listened to an hour 22. Go and give us a lovely five stars. On Spotify, you can go and rate the show, which is a fairly new function, but we have five, sorry, we have 78 five-stars uh, reviews on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, stop it now. You don't need to listen to any more. Go and rate the show, please. That would be fantastic. You can also subscribe on TuneIn, Stitcher, any platform you're listening to us, go and subscribe. And that way you'll get all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. You can also listen on all smart speakers, so Alexa's, Echoes, whatever else is out there at the moment, you can listen on. FanHub app is also doing a great job for us. And you can also 
listen on there. And if you have an older relative, a loved one, an orange chum, a glory hunter, someone who wants to go at Sutton, someone who wants to go to Bradford, someone who wants to go to Mansfield, get them involved with the podcast, get them listening and pass on this lovely, beautiful hopefully championship winning podcast and made with love podcast we'll be back next week with episode number 318 with all the information and views that you could ever need we look forward to hearing from you keep in touch and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week everybody and listen to the orient outlook podcast up the o's